Life Audio. Hi, I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. We'll be right with you after these messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello, everybody. Yep, you're right. If you've been with us through the summer, uh, listening to some teachings from my London session series on TBN, then you probably know that we've been on summer break for a few weeks, although you've gotten your regular weekly podcast. Uh, the girls and I took a little bit of a break to enjoy the summer as well. But guess what? Right now means we're back live. So welcome to Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. Uh, it's a Girl Club week. And um, as we dive into the fall season, we hope to bring you a few extra special new things around here at Girl Club. But um, for all of you regulars who love your Girl Club weeks, you're going to get one today. We are here. I'm here today joined by Christina Reynolds and Nova Page, two fantastic regulars. You know them both. They are talented singer-songwriters, evangelists. Mothers, wives, and sisters in Christ, and two of your Girl Club co-hosts. So I'm going to dive in today because we're kind of in catch-up mode here. So I, you know what, guys? I think I want to just start by saying hello and hi to everyone who's, who's filtering into the studio. We're starting to, if you're joining us on live stream, then, then you're seeing on camera here at Cynthia Garrett Ministries' YouTube channel, uh, those in studio saying hello. So hello, Pamela and Donna, and uh, hello to all of you. If you're joining us on podcast, well, you're kind of missing what's going on visually, but you definitely are here to hear. So welcome. And uh, for all of you watching and or listening, please don't forget to like us, subscribe to us and share uh, so that everyone you know can become a part of everyone that we know and we can grow together. So What's your summer been like, you guys? It's been it's been like four weeks of some vacation time. Uh, I miss you guys. What's been going on? What's the Lord doing in your lives? I guess I should say. Hello, everyone. Oh my gosh, it's been too long. I haven't seen your beautiful faces. Um, I, know. I know. This summer has been I don't know wild. I feel like. Do you guys ever feel like transition just takes like 10 years or something? I'm, I'm really over-exaggerating, but I mean like three, four, five years. Um, it's been wild. Um, I feel like our life has taken a sudden turn now that our kids are getting older. I mean, I'm looking at our schedule. And I'm like, we are packed out Monday through Sunday with basketball and football and this and that. And I'm like, wow, life has just suddenly changed. And I'm like... I am not my own person. We'll just say that. <laughs> so it's been good. Um, oh. Oh, what? What are you going to say? I was going to say, I, 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 used to, I used to say that I was no longer my own person. I was a very good chauffeur. Because at the yeah. age that your kids are, when Christian was that age, I, I chauffeur, I, you know, it was basketball and, so, and friends and school. I, all I did was drive to basketball games and basketball tournaments. That's it. Right. And the best, the best time, the best thing you can do 
because it's kind of what we did was I realized, okay, all my time is going to be in the car with these kids because I always wanted to drive everyone's kids. I was that, I was that mom. Like I, I, I would have rather been in control of their kids because I was not giving anyone else control of my kid, especially because I knew that, you know, so many of his friends, even if they were Christians, they weren't living for Christ. They were Christians in name only. And I sort of saw the writing on the wall about a lot of where the world was going. So I wanted to make sure that I was the voice in my son's ear. And I wanted to be the voice in his friend's ears also, a voice that they really came to love, you know, over the years. Yeah. And, and that it wasn't my voice, it was the voice of Christ, you know. And so you can make those times with them teaching moments. Lots yeah. of teaching time in those cars. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like our family has expanded because we have like spiritual, I'll say more sons than daughters because primarily like CJ, he's somehow my husband has shifted into this huge role of like coaching in our region actually. And we kind of joke around because our family pictures now consist of like a lot more kids who don't look like us. And I love it. I do love that Cynthia. And I just remember back to when I first met you, Cynthia, and this was back when you guys were here in Lawrence, um, when Christian was at KU and I just remember like all those kids who flocked to your house for Bible studies. And I feel like in a way, like me and CJ are kind of walking in you and Roger's footsteps in a sense, because it's amazing what how sports and like competition, how it can bring a ton of kids together for one. And how the, I realized like they're so they're in this point of their life where they're being molded and like their worldview, yeah. their identity, their like their confidence, their self-worth. And I just feel so blessed that we get to be a part of that. So that actually has all that has really consumed our lives and is going to consume even more. So now that my daughter's going to start playing football in fall, she's starting like next week. My, my son's yeah. playing basketball and football. CJ's coaching all the football and they're like, and they're like going, he like his, his whole vision is to take these kids to like the top to nationals. They've gone once he's wanting to, get them on the USA team and so we're our life feels like almost like youth ministry but in the least like traditional way it's like where you're eating my food oh. you're at my house you're training at my house I'm driving over I'm I'm doing all your videos for your online submission it's just like wow I but I like I really love it so it's been really it's, good yeah it's great it's the best, it's the best thing that can ever happen to you, to be honest with you, you know, because uh, first of all, you're incredibly well prepared for it. Uh, your, your whole tenure at the, at IHOP, the International House of Prayer uh, in Kansas has trained you for youth ministry. No, no, I mean, the, the majority <laughs> of that church are young people, number one. Number two, you have people around you you can pull from to feed those all those lessons into and all of what you learned into these kids. And a lot of people end up, I think, a lot of parents end up in these situations, but not a lot of parents, especially moms, decide to step up in these situations. And you know, it's not like you're just involved in it. You're the parent, you're a parent, right? So mm -hmm. at a certain point, I, I was like, I'm not involved with them in it, I am going to shepherd them in it and, and mm -hmm. steward them in it because that's what they're all looking for. And, and, you know, raising other people's kids, as I called our time in Kansas in a lot of ways was really interesting because there's, you know, there's a lot of the parents thinking that you're, you're not undoing, but you're kind of remolding and clarifying for this young person as they're trying to figure out, hey, I grew up in a house that didn't have faith, or hey, I grew up in a house and we went to church, but we didn't gather together to pray before our meals, or we didn't, you know, we didn't see everything we do as service to Christ. So it's like, it's a really special opportunity. And Christina, it is really funny because you nailed it. This is, that's what we did at Kansas. We just <laughs> yeah. decided to, you know, but it wasn't even we decided to partner with the Lord on it because the Lord called mm -hmm. us to it. And we, and we knew that he called us to it. And if you find yourself in a, in a situation like you're now in Christina, I, I think it's just that simple. Lord, are you calling us to these, to, to minister to these kids in this time that we're with them? And 
seasons change just like in sports you know Mm -hmm. you teach them to put you teach them to put on their own armor so they can go out into battle themselves and now gosh post kansas post university of kansas we have tons of these adopted young kids that were in our lives all through and from harvard westlake and campbell hall kids my son went to high school with in california they're still in our lives and now Mm -hmm. they're they're armored and they're in the battle for themselves and the most satisfying thing is when you see the ones who really they stick and what's you know when they stick with the word they stick with the word and 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 what's going to happen uh is you're going to realize how powerful your prayers are over them super powerful you know to intercede Mm -hmm. for them and for what they're going through which by the way they're going to with all of the life experience you have they're going to be like how does she know because that's what the kids at kansas where they were like how do you how do you know what i did all weekend and i'm like (laughs) i'm like I cut honey. my teeth in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm like, you know, your little, your little piddly sin here in Kansas doesn't even touch the sin I've seen out there in the world. So you're going to know stuff. And it's kind of funny, you know, because yeah. they think they think they're so big and bad in their stuff today. And they're just it's like, so true. I'm like, honey, no. Yeah. There's honey, nothing new honey. under the sun. <laughs> nothing. Right. Nothing new under the sun. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that's, I think it's beautiful. And I think you have an opportunity to sow faith. And that's what we're supposed yeah. to do is sow faith, sow faith and sow the faith into them so that they can make a choice. We had kids who were Muslim, kids who were Jewish, who made choices for Christ, not just because we were teaching them and sowing it into them, but because they were watching us live it out. And what our family had was more appealing than what mm-hmm. they saw in other families. They saw that it was real. They saw a real, you know, they saw a real family who chose Christ and Christian values for their home. And as I always say, anyone who kind of argues with me on that or wants to have these, you know, I call them these atheistic battles about, you know, well, you don't have to be a Christian home to blah, blah, blah. Go for it. You, You don't have to be anything I'm telling you to be, but I'll see you at the finish line and I guarantee you I will win. I know because I know what, I know what godly values sow into kids. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with loving your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, there's nothing wrong with what Jesus taught. The thing that turns people off is that they have to actually surrender their life, their desires, their flesh to him in order to have the promises of him. And, and mm-hmm. that's something everybody has to work out for themselves. But I think it's beautiful because you can help a whole bunch of kids work that out for themselves. You know, and and um, Nova, I know you're 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 getting ready. That you're in, kind of in the graduated season now with your kids too. Yeah, well, I, I want to encourage you, Christina, because you know a lot of what you sew in right now. So I have like two generations of kids. For those of you who don't know, I have an almost twenty three year old and an almost eleven um, year old, and it was so cool because this summer was the summer like probably about five weeks ago that our prayers were answered on a young man that we had sewn into since freshman year of high school. And now he is a graduate from college and he finally gave his life to Christ after all those years of praying and sewing and loving and like feeding and encouraging and just a whole lot of prayer. So I want to encourage you, you, Christina, that what you're doing right now is like, oh, it's just, it's truly everything. Mm. It really is. And, and it's everything for um, the lives of these kids. Like one day they will, if they don't know him, they will. And you're part of that process. And I, I think sometimes we want things. I mean, I wanted this kid to come to Christ like right away. But the truth was he had to work things out. But he did like Cynthia, like you did for all those young men, just consistently love, consistently Mm -hmm. show up, consistently be there, pray, love them and look in their eyes, even when they feel ashamed and and love them anyway, you know? So, um, but yeah, I I am also, I also have my other generation of child who's uh, 10 turning 11 um, in the next few weeks. And she is a little competitive surfer. And so God has brought us into this incredible season of having this little surf girl gang that they call themselves. And they, 
they all compete with each other and they all love each other. Yesterday they did a competition and we watched they they're 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 buddies, you know, on the sand and then they go out in the water and they go compete against each other. But then they end up on the rocks later playing and being kids and it has been the most wonderful thing because they're all learning how to lose and how to win. And we know that mm. that is like oh such That's a so such good. a great lesson in life. And mm-hmm. so it just kind of mirrors, honestly, the year that I've had, there have been so many losses and yet so many wins. And I'm like, I'm taking yeah. a playbook out of these little surfer girl, how, how they are all running out there doing their thing. And, um, but yeah, it, I, I just feel so grateful. So, and I guess like to catch you guys up to speed, I don't even know what I've shared with my, my girl club girls, but um, the Lord kind of had us on a journey. My family and I had been in ministry full time for 27 years. My husband, anything from a youth pastor to an executive pastor for our entire marriage. And that that ended a year and a half ago. And this past summer, um, long story short, we went to Hawaii to go um, check out a ministry there. And they they invited us to come. And it ended up that they they really wanted our family to come and God just had, did not give us peace, did not give us peace. But in the midst of, and we love them, the congregation, my husband's actually, they're very connected. It's beautiful. And it's just like a not now type of thing. But um, in the midst of perfect for surfing, (laughs) I know, Oh, I know it seems like, well, obviously, but for some reason, (laughs) God has just not opened that door for our family yet. But in the midst of all that, Um, I really felt the Lord telling me, you know, Shiloh had gone to a really amazing private school, Christian, love the staff, love. It's just like was such a gift in our transition time um, from leaving the church and being in just, you know, having no community. And they became such a strong family for us. But in the midst of us thinking about Hawaii, God said, you're going to homeschool Shiloh, right? In Hawaii. And it felt natural that I would do that there. But when Hawaii was a close, um, hi, Carla, that's my sister. Oh when my Hawaii, God. <laughs> she listens to us all the time. And there's like, just a, there's a man named Nick. Hi, Nick. If you're listening to this, he's in Canada listening to us. That's my sister's friend. Anyway. Um, oh. I love it. Yeah. She's you, like, you guys, oh, for those of you listening on podcasts, uh, just so you know, we're in studio. So in studio, people can and can chime in live and we can see comments coming in <laughs> as we're actually streaming. So yes, that was yes, Nova's little yes. sister. Yes. And I, I want to wrap up my little um, thing. But in, in the midst of it, God said, you know, you're in a homeschool, Shiloh. We came home and Hawaii was a no, but God said, Hey, I want you, I want you to homeschool Shiloh. And it just so happens because she's moving into this competitive surfing. It just felt like this natural thing. But I was like, wait, Lord, like that is a huge transition for me as a business owner. Um, I have a couple different business type of things that I do. And so the Lord's like, yeah, you're going to clear this out. You're going to do this. And I am on my way. I am now a homeschool mom and I have a couple side hustles. And um, so I feel so grateful. And you guys, I'm going to tell you one thing. My children are not mathematicians. Let me just say it to you. They are not math. But my daughter on our first day of homeschool, she was like, mommy, I understand fractions. And I was like, Jesus is real. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Because she's like, I get it. And I was I like, it's a win. It was such a win. So Oh my God. gosh. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm excited for you too, Nova. And I know we've had a few conversations through our break about this, like what you were going to do and starting this. And I have to tell you guys, it's such a, I had just had a conversation with a gentleman about homeschooling. I am passionate about youth activism and about school choice um, and parental control over our children, which means I have become very passionate about, especially for people of faith, Christian faith, Jewish faith, whatever your faith is, right? Even Muslim faith. I don't know what that looks like for someone of the Muslim faith who's homeschooling, but I think that people of faith really need to be looking at homeschooling. I think that for Christians, and let's just call it what it is, who are being persecuted, because we are. So there's a lot of Christian persecution around the world. But in our country, we're seeing a different kind of marginalization and persecution 
take place. And even in just the stripping of prayer and Christ and being open about faith in our schools or even in Hollywood where actors and actresses feel like they're not going to get hired if they speak up too loudly about their faith. Now you can speak up loudly about your faith as long as you don't live your faith. Okay. There's a difference. It's okay to be a Christian until your Christianity starts to affect the way that you vote, the way that you think, the way that you see the world. And if your Christianity is not impacting the way that you vote, the way that you think, and the way that you see the world, you better check that you're reading the Bible. Because Jesus said, (laughs) I came to divide and there will be separation over walking this thing out. Not to judge anyone, but to lay on ourselves the responsibility of what it means to say, I am a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ. That means you, you live for Christ. And he said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. So all that said, I really believe that Christians are really going to be finding themselves in the position to have to really confront this homeschooling issue really powerfully, especially if we uh, don't have a president who supports the Christian faith in the next election, because the one that we have now does not. So I say all that just to say this, like Nova and Christina, I'm, if I were you today and my, my child was your kid's age, I homeschooled for a semester when Christian was in school. I had to, to put his head back together from a secular teacher who just loaded a bunch of stuff on him abuse wise. But so I get it. I get the sacrifice of time. I get the commitment. I mean, it's crazy. And I think a lot of parents in COVID, like all of a sudden we're like, whoa, I mean, we respect teachers more, but we also respect maybe we respect our kids and our faith more because we saw a lot of what was being taught to our kids by these schools. And all of it should be a wake-up call to everyone. I think it was a wake-up call to a lot of people. And I think it was a big blessing in a lot of ways to get to really look at, oh, this is what my kid's being taught. Well, guess what? I don't like this. I don't agree with this. I don't support this. Okay, now what? Well, the now what is you may have to start homeschooling. And I mean, I'm, I'm excited to watch you guys journey through this with, with your kids, you know, because I think you're going to be amazing. And, and, and I just want to encourage you because I know that you're used to being, you know, Nova, you're used to being having a career also and full-time ministry also. And one of the things I went through when I, we moved to Kansas and the Lord said to me, I just want you as a mom and a parent through your son's college years. One of the things I went through was a serious like identity crisis because my whole life had always been that I was a career girl, you know, and that I worked on TV and I went to events for a living. I walked on red carpets for a living. I got in front of cameras for a living. And to put all that down and do this thing, I was like, oh, well, what's my worth? What's my value? Is it worth anything? Is it valuable? It wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. valuable to some of the people that I knew from that world, but then it was really valuable to some other people that I knew. In Mm -hmm. weighing all of it, I actually really found my identity in Christ because the most important thing that we can do as a woman, as a natural born, I was born with a period and a vagina girl, (laughs) is give birth. And when we give birth and have children, you guys, like that is the most important part of our function as a female, or we could have very easily been born a guy. And then we would have been important in our function to plant the seed in the woman that gives birth. So these are two definite roles. There's no faking these roles. You're either a male or a female when it comes to keeping the earth populated with people. And you just can't argue about that. It is what it is. We can we can put a mask or a lie on it, but it is what it is, okay? So only real women give birth, only real men can plant the seed that gives birth. And so you're in like, I'm immersed, you guys know, in writing this book about sex and sexuality. So you're in, you're in the role, the deepest part of it. God created sex for us. You know why he made it pleasurable? 
so that we would want to procreate. Because guess what? If it wasn't, if God made us male and female and then made it completely unpleasurable to have sex with each other, would there be any people left on planet Earth in about a generation or two? No. So I don't know. I mean, I hate to take it all the way there. No, I don't hate to take it all the way there. No, it is don't. all the way there. <laughs> <laughs> it is all the way there. I'm just really, I'm excited for you because I think, no, you're doing the most important thing you can do. This is the most important mm -hmm. career you, you do have Amen. and will ever have. And that is to produce a young woman who is so confident in herself and in her beauty inside and out that she goes into the world and the devil gets ticked off every morning when she wakes up. I think that Come is, on. I mean, you guys have an amazing design, you know, ability and the desire to sow that into your daughters. And the closest thing I have with girls is just through our time in leading Bible study and kind of mentoring young people through my son's university experience, I was given all these adopted daughters and girls in my life, but I was always given Summer, my niece, who's like our daughter. And she just turned 24 in, in this time during the summer. And right around her 24th birthday, she went through about three or four of the hardest days of her life, but she pressed into inner healing to get through them. And you guys, what has happened in that child that who's now a young woman because of that inner healing, because she chose to rely on faith that I instilled in her, right? That, that it was her choice, but I was there planting those seeds, you know, all through school and all through, you know, and reminding her, Hey, it's okay to be different than everyone else. Like when everyone else starts sleeping around and doing what kids do in high school and blah, blah, blah. Guess what? You can show them what the cool kids do. The cool kids don't. The cool girls save themselves. The cool girls know what their identity is. Like I really tried to make that the TV show in her life to look up to. And um, at 24, she's more gorgeous, more grounded, more confident than she's ever been in her life. I can't wait to have her on sometime. You guys are going to trip. She's completely a changed person. And you will notice it in her countenance, in her, like, she's been on before. Some of you regulars know she's been in studio with us. And she can be very kind of laid back. She's very quiet. She's very soft-spoken. But this girl is blossoming into her own. And I've literally, the last few weeks, been like, Summer, you're completely different. And she's like, I know, Auntie, it's true. I'm beautiful Aww. inside and out. And I love it. And she shed everything from her life, old ways of thinking, you know, a boyfriend she had who was there taking up space. She was saving herself for marriage. He was supportive of that. So she allowed him to take up space. But what she realized is she doesn't need anybody taking up space. She just mm -hmm. needs Jesus and herself and clarity about what she's doing. So I don't know, you guys, all, for all of you listening, Mentoring young people is the greatest thing that we can do in this world that we live in because the world's voice is really loud in their ear and it is telling them all kind of wrong. And it is showing them in media and on TV shows and magazine images and social media images. It's showing them all kinds of incorrect. And that incorrect is supported by a lot of lost celebrities, you know, who are trying to glamorize being baby mamas who get cheated on regularly by famous guys. Then they go back to them time after time and they have more babies. And those babies are starting to come out looking like all manner of confusion. You know, we have all kinds of celebrities who are dealing with all manner of confusion with their kids. And why? It's because they've opened these doors, these portals spiritually by not paying attention and being present in the lives of their kids in a specific kind of a way. So I'm just proud of you guys. You know, I'm proud of the choice yeah. that you're making. I know that it's not easy. And, and you know, I really, it is it's exciting. exciting though. It's exciting. Yeah. I think um, one of my favorite quotes, and I might butcher it. So I'm sorry who, for whoever said this, but um, there's this quote that says, um, the mind is not this hole to be filled, but a fire to ignite. And I think I look at homeschooling as such a privilege because I'm igniting and stoking this fire and desire to learn. And what happens when we teach kids 
to learn how to learn and to ignite that fire in them. They become these critical thinkers that think deeply. And then when we have them in the word, they become these deep thinkers that aren't that that will go, wait a minute, I need to test that against the word of God, because I know for sure that when I learned this, because it ignited something in me that doesn't that doesn't resonate with the truth of God's word. And so I just feel like there's just this huge privilege. And you guys, like I am green and I am new. So <laughs> I might be like, talk to me in four months. I'm like, oh my goodness. But I am I, I just feel so excited to ignite and stoke that fire in my daughter and then watch it play out um, in character when she's out with her community. And and the truth is there's a whole lot of community now for people yeah. who homeschool and it's not this weird, strange thing. It's so much of our surf yeah. community homeschools. And um, yeah, we just, well, look, we get these kids, you know, stoked. Yeah. I want you to answer this question. Michelle oh, just wow. asked a great, a great question just came in studio. Do, and you were yeah, going to do the, to do the to children. That. Yeah. Do the children miss having schoolmates if they're homeschooled? Respect yeah. all you parents doing this. Such a great idea. That's a great question. What about community? And because I know a lot of people are thinking about COVID when their kids were locked at home and homeschool. They think that's homeschooling. Yeah. And that was a different scenario. So it I was. want you guys to explain that. Talk to that. My kids, my kids have so many friends on our so and have friends on a way deeper level. So I actually, so the reason why we actually started doing homeschooling was because first 2020 hit. So we were forced to homeschool them. We were paying for school, but they were sending home all the school packets. And I had to go through <laughs> all seven subjects of like, wait, Greek, you don't need that. I'd rather you learn Chinese. That would be helpful. You know, <laughs> so first things first, I was realizing, well, this is a lot of work, but then, and so two highlights of homeschool. One is I could actually, um, I, I could actually choose and decide what they learned. It isn't just like a morality issue, but even just like what is going to set you up for success in the future? Like, would it be better to take a coding class or like, or to actually go do modeling training for commercial work? Like what, what actually, like you said, Nova, what sets you on fire? What, what let's, let's let your interests lead you in a sense. Obviously you have to do math, English, grammar, all the basics. But then another reason why we found pulling him out of school was easier for him is because he has been a born competitor. He was competing on Ninja Warrior, training like three hours a day at the gym. And then so having all these, because my kids are so involved, like extracurricular, like sports and art and all this other stuff and doing it with other kids, they actually forge deeper relationships because they're they're going after common goal. So the relationships are being forged in the midst of going after common goal, as opposed to I show up every day in a classroom where I have to do all these things that are dictated to me. Does that make sense? So I feel like my kids actually have deeper relationships. They actually have more meaningful community because it is around something where they are learning to be excellent, where they're training, where it's beyond just like learning like facts, but they're actually like going after their passions with other kids. So I, I do think that there is this misconception of like, I had this misconception. I'm public school all the way. Horrible education. You know, like, I don't even know how I graduated. Um, and so worldly. But like, but like, I, but I used to have this idea that, oh, homeschoolers are super weird. Like, they have no friends. They just stay at home. They only hang out with their brothers and sisters. And it's so not, that's so not reality. Because, in fact, my son takes a couple of classes with another group of kids who are like their close friends of ours. So he's getting to rub shoulders with his buddies in a very small learning group of like three to four kids, you know, and then my daughter is living her best life. She is everywhere <laughs> hanging out with every, she's a little party animal, but like, so, so yes, like there is absolutely, I think there's a greater opportunity for community. And even as like Nova was saying, like how Shiloh gets to spend all that time, training being coached to compete like like my my kids travel for sports like it takes a huge chunk of time out of like your normal schedule so even with homeschooling like we're able to like maneuver like me and my kids get to go on this trip right after this for a couple days because we get to maneuver our schedule around they can make things up next week or whatever so they're living a very very if not more full life than the average like you know, so anyways, yes. Nova, you, you jump in. Yeah. Here. No, girl. I mean, I, I am, well, 
thanks for leading the way, by the way. Um, I, if anybody, there's a really good book called Outsourced by Dr. Lisa Dunn. And that's like a really good resource if you want to read something uh, about our system and, and how it how it works and whatnot. And it really encouraged me to also a book called um, Leading Teaching from Rest is another good one. I don't know who the author is, but it's a really great book as well. Um, but I, I'm watching, you know, Shiloh does, she is very social. She's just wired that way. Um, but this, this homeschool, the way we're doing it, we are getting in our rhythm, but it also depends on the surf. Like if there's good surf, like this morning at seven, she went surfing cause there's great surf and then we shift things, but we're trying to keep this rhythm as we're learning how I'm learning how she learns and how, you know, she kind of like operates and her style. And so that's that part of that freedom of going, you know, you just, you don't do this, 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 and this, and then check the boxes and you're done. It's like all of life becomes learning and like do, cook her helping me cook in the kitchen becomes math and like all of it becomes, and I, and I definitely have curriculum, but I'm not ruled by curriculum. Curriculum is a tool that I, I use. Right. And so, and I know I'm, I'm talking a little more about curriculum, but the, the freedom that homeschool offers Shiloh, we travel a ton for surfing. Like we go to, we're in Ventura, we're traveling even further North the next weekend. And so there is travel and it does, this gives us the opportunity to, to, to really go with her passions and continue to stoke her fire for sure. So, um, this is just a new adventure and I definitely, I feel so grateful. Somebody said some, something about Nova, don't whine about it. I, I hope I didn't come across as whining. No, I'm no, sad. no, 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 no. That's not what so, you said. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. She said she, she wrote in supernatural joy and glow in you, Nova. Wow. What a wonderful savior we have to inspire you to celebrate this role than whine about it. Wow. Indeed. No, yeah. you're not whining. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was, I'm I was going to say that too. You're, yeah. But you have joy in you yeah. about it and you're embracing it, yeah. not whining about it. I think a lot of pair, I, I knew people who whined about it through COVID. They were like, oh God, the kids. And, well, because I think a lot of those people for the first time were starting to realize like, okay, this is difficult, but come on parents, wake up and do your job. You know what makes me so happy about the two of you on this mm -hmm. side of the screen, if you're watching visually here in studio, if you're listening, what makes me so happy is that they're parenting. They're parenting. Come on, you guys. This was the job. We're supposed to parent and steward our kids. We are called to shepherd our children. First flock that we will ever have to sow into, to teach, to lead, and to guide is our children or the community of children that God has given to us, whether they're nieces and nephews or cousins or the next door neighbor's kids who just gravitate to you. I mean, what, what are we here for? To just take, take, take? No, to so, 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 plant, plant, plant. And, and, you know, God will get the increase out of that. And then guess what? When we're about his business, he's about ours. I really believe yeah. that. He knows what you have need of. He knows the provision that you need. He knows all of it and he'll take care of all of it. And that's just, that's a choice of faith, you know, of faith, of faith. All of this is, I, I think it's a big faith decision but it's also a really smart decision in the, in the world that we live in today. I, I I've written about this a thousand times in our book, in my book that I'm working on our book. I feel like it's our book. Cause I keep talking. I, I, I get so much <laughs> advice from you guys about everything that I do, but I mean, if we're not speaking to our kids, who's speaking, if our voice isn't yeah. the loudest in their ear, whose voice is the loudest in their ear. And so but back to kind of just the question that I think Miche had about friends and do they miss friends? What I'm hearing Christina and Nova say, echo uh, together is the experience I had. And I think it's a critical thing, sports, outside activities. If your kid is, I, I think sports for kids is the greatest thing in the world because I think it teaches them that there is no I in team. It teaches them about you know competition which guess what? 
There is competition in the world that we live in. Competition is a healthy thing. I'm the generation. And I remember all the moms who wanted all the kids to get a trophy and make it fair for all the kids. And then those are the kids. Those are the kids today saying we need safe spaces. There are no safe spaces. If there's competition in this world, Jesus said in this world, you will have tribulation. But fear not, because I have overcome the world. And not I have like I did it yesterday. I did it yesterday. I do it today. And I will do it for you tomorrow. I will constantly overcome this world for you. Period. So, like, wake up, everybody. Competition is a healthy thing. And only at this point in our history as an American society, you know, are we kind of, like, frowning on that and trying to make it so that there's no competition and that it's all good and everything is equal. And that's not true. And that's it's not. And that's no, no. It sets people up for we, such failure. It really does. Because you have to learn. Because life, I mean, guess what? Like somebody gets to the front of the line at the grocery store. They just won. (laughs) They won the front of the line. (laughs) And so like if you, so we have to teach our kids like how to be a gracious winner and a gracious loser. And that is like when Shiloh, like yesterday, Shiloh, she did place. She was, she got third. And I asked her, I go, no matter what happens, tell me what you're going to do. She goes, if I win, I'll be so grateful, but I'm going to congratulate my competitors. If I lose and I don't get first or second, I'm going to be so grateful and congratulate my competitors. And I said, that is actually literally what Mm -hmm. I, that's why we're doing this because this is part of you growing in your character. And guess what? I know we talk about this all the time, but because of character, when the platform is given, then God can trust you with what he gives you because your character has been grown. And Shiloh has lost a lot. You guys, she's lost many, many times already. And that's good. It's it yeah. good. It's oh my good. gosh. I, I, I can attest to that because I mean, I see, uh, I've become the football mom. I'll just say that who would have ever thought I thought it'd be basketball, but it's football anyways. But there was a season where our boys played up. So they were technically supposed to be like in, 10 and under, but they were playing the 12 and under. So we didn't even know this. They were playing like two great or two years up. Anyways, they lost every single game this one season. And like <laughs> it was, but here's, but here's the beautiful thing. Cause there are these little kids, these big boys. We had no clear, like, I think we're just, they're just all um, <laughs> through that entire season that they lost every, but they never gave up and they just kept growing and training. And what you said, Nova, learning how to lose graciously. They, they had many moments where they just wanted to give up, but they didn't. Honestly, because of, I do believe that coaching is fathering and mothering for sure, particularly fathering yeah. in the case of my husband. But like after that season, their next season that they came back and they still continue to play up, they ended up going undefeated and won the, won right. the whole thing. But do you know what's interesting? When they started beating the kids who beat them, the the – um, the mentality, the, the attitude, the response, the emotional response that you see in kids who don't know how to lose is horrible. When they don't know how yeah. to lose, they get angry. They start fighting each other. They start um, blame shifting. They start like tearing each other down and they actually crumble under the, under the pressure of there's a loss in sight. And what was so cool is that during that whole, that one little season of like lose i mean it was humiliating they were crying after i mean they were just little 10 year olds i mean now they're like 12 13 um but it was beautiful because it like i think losing and i will take this as like step back for me as well as an adult losing in life and learning how to fail or let's not even call it fail but to like grow i think that's the point of growth right there you know seeing your inadequacies not giving up not just throwing the towel, which I want to do all the time. Literally like two days ago, I wanted to quit just everything anyways, but like continuing to move on and like, is, is like so powerful. I think it's what sets up our kids for like success. And I just have to, I, I just have to say, I think, I feel like this episode is, was really for me. Cause something that you said earlier, Cynthia, about how like your pause in Kansas during like your son's like, um, university experience of you having to step down from like who what makes Cynthia Cynthia what do people know Cynthia for as Cynthia I feel like I've been in that for the last you know couple years where it's really going hard now where I'm like no I actually feel the press like I have to give myself to my kids 
and also not lose myself and my kids. So I'm finding that tension of like, I'm like in this identity crisis, just like you said. That's I'm like, I feel like me and CJ are following in you and Roger's footsteps because I feel like we're there, like in a, in a yeah. smaller sense, like, but a very yeah. like, it, it, yeah. it parallels a lot. And I'm just like, I needed this. I needed to hear the importance of sewing to the next generation because I'm over here crying about build milk, literally, of like, who am I? And like, I have zero, I'm literally, the lies in my head are you have zero insulin. Your, your life is completely unimportant. Come on now. Your, 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 your days of like influence are over. That's what I hear in my head every day. And to me, I'm going, oh my gosh, what an onslaught from the enemy, because it is trying to steal the sheer fact that I, that I get this opportunity. I get this season of life. My kids aren't always going to be at this no. age, these kids no. that we have this sphere of influence over, like they're going to grow up and they're going to take our place. And like, so I needed this. I didn't think that a conversation about homeschool was going to like encourage me so much, but I'm sitting here going, Oh my gosh. Like I need to like, I need to like start shutting down those lies. Like in, in yeah. a second, instead of like yeah. giving ear to them and like, finding myself in bed like an hour later going, what is my life? Yeah. You know? Right. Yes, I do know. And, and I did not know, Hey, listen, you guys, I mean, I'm, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to pull up some notes. I didn't know that we were going to go here this morning either. God did. And I'm always, I always just go with it. Right. But I mean, all of a sudden I realized into this conversation that this is, this is life. I mean, this, this is life. You, you know, how many of those kids who don't know how to lose well resemble colleagues that you work with today? How many, oh, how, how many of those people, yeah, how many of those people who have the trophy are running around and you're like, this person does not deserve to have the trophy or be a leader? Like, we're rubbing up against this stuff all day, every day as grownups. And it all starts as children. My husband always says there are very few problems that do not trace back to the sandbox. And it is true. Mm -hmm. And it's like one thing you learn in ministry is you better not be in ministry if you don't want to change poopy diapers because grownups behave with poopy diapers. Kids behave with like it just is what it is. And so I think one of the beautiful things about taking on a homeschooling role a leadership role, a mentorship role in the lives of young people is that you actually begin to understand your own life and the lives of the adults that you're dealing with even better. There's such a wisdom well that comes from it. And, you know, I think kind of as we, as we get into the last 15 minutes or so of, of the day, I have to tell you guys, like, God's been speaking to me so much about faith. And then everything that you're saying is really about, you know, Christina, the identity challenge that you're, you have with kind of going, and, and Nova, you're probably experiencing it. And I, I, I really, I mean, I went through it like, oh, I'm nobody and nothing. What's going to happen when I stop getting these invites or I stop? It's all a lie. It's all a lie yeah. because the enemy has gotten parents so lazy about parenting their own kids that I think it was Irene who wrote in and said, parents actually just gave the responsibility to the schools. And then they get, yeah, mm -hmm. amen. So many parents have fallen into believing that school's going to raise their kids. And then they blame the schools when they aren't churning out the kind of kid that they wanted, but they checked out of their responsibilities. And it's true. And I hear so many Christians, especially Christians, Come on, guys, we will complain about what's going on in our schools, but we won't be proactive about doing something about it. We won't risk getting invited to the party by speaking up or saying something. And we won't take our dollars elsewhere when we need to. And especially with our kids, take your kids somewhere else. Because I know I did a couple of times when I didn't like what was going on in the $32,000 a year private schools in California I was educating my son at that have all the big names, the Harvard Westlakes, the Oaks, you know, Campbell Hall, the Oaks Christian. I exercise my right to not write them a check and to take my kid elsewhere. And you know something? And to homeschool my kid in a season. And my kid has turned out great. And it's because I never played victim 
to the system by being lazy and not wanting to accept that the ultimate responsibility for my child was on my back. So you guys, like Christina, how big is your identity knowing this? Like, how okay are you with saying, you know what? I might not be on a stage for the next, for the next few seasons of my life, but I am creating the stage that is going to be the one that lasts, the one that's underneath yeah. my children's feet, the one that is about what my family legacy is going to be. And I, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, if you're about God's business, he will be about yours. Because as soon as Christian was ready to graduate, all of a sudden, all these people start walking into our home, into our Bible studies in Kansas. And I was kind of, you're going to get to this season, kind of going, oh boy, I poured the last, I don't know how many years, six, seven years, eight years into making it all about my son. And now he's graduating. And now what's my life going to be? It's a whole, it was a whole other identity attack. Now you're really, now you don't even have that worth or value. And then people started walking in my home prophesying that God was going to take all those skills I had in television and use all that stuff for his glory and take me right back into what and where I'd always been in the way that I always wanted to be there. So Christina, all he's doing is making you better for your dream. And your dream does not, it doesn't have to die. It's not like it wasn't something that you, you thought up. It was something that God gave you. He birthed a dream inside of you, just like he birthed a dream inside of all of us. And I have to believe and have faith in the fact that he knows what that dream is going to look like and what it's going to take to get us there. But he has eternity in mind, in his right. view. He sees your entire family. And I know both of you well enough to know that no matter what, whatever you were offered, you wouldn't sacrifice your family for it. There's a lot of people who will sacrifice their families for it. There's a lot of women who get on the cover of magazines and a lot of them don't know that they're lying. Some of them have to know that they're lying because they're looking at the proof in the pudding of their children, but they sell us the lie that you can have it all. You cannot have it all, sister. Something's <laughs> gonna suffer. I'm sorry. And the thing that I never wanted to suffer was my child. And because that, that was a correct, that's a godly thing that your children should not be the ones to suffer because you have a career or because you're pursuing something outside of the home. Your children don't have to suffer. What God will do is he'll have your back. He'll have your back. He'll give you a better career. He'll give you more opportunities. He'll open bigger doors. And it's, it's really, it's, it's faith. It's faith. And so, you know, I guess if we were to even really kind of look at it and strengthen the faith to do what's in front of us, I got to remind you, like, Scripture says that God created the entire world. Everything that we see, he created out of what we don't see. 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal, right? And, and in, in Hebrews, by faith we understand that the universe was formed out of God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. So everything in your life that you don't see, faith, that's, faith should be giving you the vision. Faith isn't about what you can see, for we walk by faith, not by sight, right? And when you start to look at it and think about it, and you read these scriptures, like it all over Hebrews, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You are the evidence of the things that you don't see in your life and that other people don't see in your life. Your faith is the evidence. Your faith is the evidence. If God told it to you, it's there for you. If God created a dream inside of you, the dream inside of you is for him. He's not gonna let the dream die. He doesn't, I don't think God gives us dreams to disappoint us. I think he gives us dreams and then he wants us to be reworked so that we can receive those dreams because just like you're reworking your children so they're ready to be adults who produce and function in a positive, victorious way in society, that's what he's trying to do to us. You know, that's why the homeschooling model for, for women, like, by the way, if you have a desire to teach a bunch of young people and you've got five friends 
who want to homeschool their kids but don't think that they can, you know, you can always start a classroom in your house and you can be the teacher and those five friends can still go to work and what have you. And you can form your own community. You guys, I met a couple that did this. I'm in love with them. Nancy and Jim Dimitriadis, they are incredible. They built their own little school in their house uh, in, in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and so I love these people because they're people of wealth who chose not to sell out to the world for their wealth. So they're God, they're kingdom people. They made their own little classroom and they have five kids. So, so they have community. Um, so they're five computers and five desks in their home and their kids were homeschooled their entire lives. And they have, they've, now the kids, have all, are, they're going to college and they're now going to interact in a different way, but they have the most gorgeous daughters who are going to college with pure minds, pure hearts, pure lives. Like, it's just incredible to me. It's incredible to me because I know when women like you choose to pick this mantle up, there is, oh my God, hell is afraid. You know, because it's women like us who are not afraid and who are bold, who really do have the power to change the world. And I, and I that's why I show up here every week, because you guys, I know it's hard for you sometimes. It's hard for me sometimes, too. And we try to really work together, for those of you listening and watching, to make this happen every week. It's a sacrifice of something else. And time is a precious commodity. It's all we got you know, is our time. So I just really, without faith, so many people existed. Without faith, Enoch. Without faith, Noah. Without faith, Abraham. Without faith, Sarah did, you know. Without faith, Jacob and David and Samuel. All these people did everything with only faith and without seeing the evidence of what it was that they hoped for. So I just want to encourage you to walk by faith, you know, and, and to know that what you're doing, the evidence is in the fact that you're doing it and it's going to reveal itself daily. And I'm really excited for all of you watching and listening to actually take this journey of homeschooling when Nova and Christina are here with a report, because I think that's one of the most important things the two of you have to give to all of us and to the world is this journey, what this journey is about, because this is where it's going. It, we've got to be more proactive over the lives of the children and the young people around us. And that's kind of, you know, we have about two minutes to get your final or four minutes to get your final thoughts, Nova and Christina, before we peace out today. I think you said it all. I, I do too. I do I too. Feel encouraged. <laughs> Good. I hope, yeah. I hope you're encouraged because I think like, it's crazy that the enemy would try to tell you, but this is like an unimportant thing because I think the substance of what you have to share because of what you're doing is like sermon after sermon after sermon, you know, uh, just like I know that sports and group activity, whether your kids go to, you know, to dance or to however and wherever they're forming community, competitive community, it's like being a soldier. And, you know, Paul used the Roman army as such an example so many times of how to arm ourselves with faith, you know, and how to go out and compete so as not to win the prize, but compete to, a, to win because of the excellency of your competition for Christ, right? What does the word say? Do all things as unto Christ. I mean, Nova and Christina, teach your kids and go on this journey excellently as unto Christ, you know? That's, thank that you. is, you're welcome. And thank you. And, and I didn't realize this was going to be so full today with this, you know, I know. but I, I, yeah. I yeah. Thanks. Thanks for um, really um, leading that conversation. Cause I, I, I am walking away feeling super encouraged and um, yeah. I think there's more, there's a bigger conversation here too. So I'm, I'm excited about talking about this more. Yeah. And sharing your Me life. Too. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Have fun glamping, right. Christina. <laughs> yeah, yes. Thank you, ladies in the studio. Thanks for watching. I agree with your sister. We should have Shiloh on. We should probably get, I'd love, to, I'd love to do an episode and get all your kids on if you think they would actually talk. <laughs> oh, my one. Check, wait, check I know this out. Josh, this is, you would. This is so 
so crazy. Josh was actually, he's actually, um, he, he was cast to be in a sports documentary talking about failure and growth. So that's coming out end of this month, maybe next month. So I, I'm just saying the what has been produced, I'm like it's showing fruit already. So I'm just encouraging myself. I'm like, okay, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. But oh, I love so that. that's just so cool. So cool. I love that. I love it, especially because I have pictures of Josh sitting in my Bible study on my lap when he was a little guy. And he'll be, leading his own, he'll be leading his own soon. And that's how God works. Yes. It's good. Yeah. It, 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 it works if you work it and you're worth it, as they say in some AA groups. But about the word of God, I stole that one. It works if you work that word and you're worth working that word. So... Like, subscribe us, and share. Thanks to Life Audio for having us on platform. If you're joining us on uh, Light Source or One Place, any of the Salem media platforms, we love you. We love sewing into your lives. Please sew back into what we're doing by, by donating and supporting us so that we can grow in this next season going forward. And uh, I never asked for donations, but I did today because I think it would be a blessing to my girls. I also think that... Um, you know, you look at people and you go, oh, I support their choice. We'll support their choice. You know, I don't need it, but they're walking away from things to do what they're doing to create the kinds of citizens that we need in the world today. So uh, your support helps. Help us grow, you know, and help us do what we do. We love you guys. From Girl Club, peace out for the week. We'll see you next time. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together, we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.